Reggies, welcome back. Another day, another episode. Before we get into it, I just really want to shout our sponsors out. The day one sponsor, he's been here since the start, the Standard Squeeze. And CTC, keeping our domes out of the sun as per usual. As well as Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie, our wagering partner. And the newest one we've jumped on board with, uh, the guys at Reggie's Underwear. Jump over and uh, give them some love. Don't forget to, we've still got the store there. We've got plenty of baggy Reggies. We've got about 100 or so four-in-one can coolers. So get jump amongst over it, there, Reggie. Rip get in. in. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hudson lassoed by Talis. Look at Talis. He drags it. Perfect crack. Welcome back to the Reggies here with three blokes who could have been anything. Decided to have fun instead. We're your host, myself, Gropa. We've got Tommy to me right. Little Jace is still uh, living it up Euro style. He'll be back soon. We'll hear from him later. As usual, mate, massive show coming up. Some thrilling semifinals in the footy on the weekend. I think uh, unless you support the Demons or the Roosters, then Friday night's games were just... Absolutely fucking outstanding. Even if you did, I think, mate, you can appreciate a good game of footy. Yeah. But, geez, it would have been hard to lose like that mm. for both of them. Um, the game at the G was unreal. Second, oh, That finish was second to none. Yeah. And then about 30 minutes before that, across the road at Amy Park, you had the storm with that miracle try oh. with about a minute to go. It was just unreal. More on that later. Wallabies, Tommy, no good. Fiji. Far too superior for us. And the biggest fears are now upon us. Must win game against Wales this Monday or we're gone. It's as simple as that. That's not an easy game. No. Wales will probably top the group. So unless we do something really special, we're in big trouble there. But awesome, awesome for Fiji. Yeah. Because they're really good at sevens rugby. Everyone knows that. But it was like a bit of a breakthrough performance to beat uh, a side like the Wallabies. Uh, the Q Cup final. Yes. We've got a heap of punting coming up. Heaps of punting. So we've got to not fuck around here. But there's a lot to cover. Because, mm. um, look, we need to address the weekend, obviously. Just gone, Tommy. Friday night, we had uh, the Reggie's very own Barb's a Brisbane Horseman up here in CQ. He was here for the weekend. Friday was just unreal, wasn't it? Mate. Friday night. Friday night was one of those nights where you just. I don't know. You can't really plan nights like that. No. Nah. You're just like, we obviously did a bit because there was a both finals of footy on. We were scrambling to get two, two TVs working. Mm. Won't go into detail there, but we got it happening, right? <laughs> Shout out to Mikey Mole, come up with the goods. Yeah, but, and um, Tyler was his uh, fucking cord. And Tyler's cord. <laughs> so, yeah, Mikey's TV, Tyler's cord. Anyway, got it happening, got it up there. Both games, which we'll touch on in a bit, just finished perfectly. But Barb's... The man has a hidden talent. He's brought his guitar. And, mate, that night ended up being just so good 
getting absolutely Reggie drunk yeah. around the fire and Barb's just hooking in on the guitar. He's got a good voice on him. Like, he's not going to audition for the voice, but good enough where you can enjoy it. And he's a pub it. singer, right? Fucking oath, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's nah. beautiful. How good was he on the guitar, though? Oh, dude. Yes. Like, mate, and you would have saw a couple of things. He's doing a couple of parodies and writing his own sort of, you know, sing-along things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. That was awesome, mate. Yeah, so it was just one of those nights where you laugh the whole time. A guitar, a fire, and heaps of piss is a great combination in the right place. Yeah. I couldn't – so he said he was going to bring the guitar up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, righto. And then for him to just bust out those fucking – when he started playing at first, just not even thinking, just talking and just playing chords, I was like, okay, the bloke can fucking play. Yeah, and he then can play. the best – so there's a video of it. We didn't post it. There was too, too much posting going on on Friday, <laughs> but we – um. He goes, there's a video of it, it's about two or three minutes long and we're all sort of standing in the kitchen because I was like stressing out, let's go inside, it's one in the morning and we're loud as fuck around the fire out in the backyard. So we're inside and he's sort of standing there, just, he's an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking born entertainer and he's there going, I got sick of going to pubs and listening to the same five people play the same five songs, so I did this. And then just busts out Hilltop Hoods, raps the whole thing, and we're all chiming in in the chorus because we didn't know the fucking words and the verses, but chiming in in the chorus and we're the whole jumping thing. around the whole and just thing. did the whole thing. And we're, I think what made it better is we're like looking at each other, widening our eyes with that like shock. Well, as going. it kept going, because I'm like, <laughs> everyone can sort of bust out the first verse, but the whole lot, and we're just bobbing our heads, ready to chime in with the chorus <laughs> in Groper's fucking kitchen blind <laughs> just loving life so fuck it was good eh mate good on your barbs cuz that uh yeah it's a very good skill to have i wish that i did have that skill that's one of those ones where it's so valuable to have like you can make any boring night no matter where you are camping in yeah. a backyard or something fun you wouldn't want to be anywhere else yeah it was awesome unreal yeah. absolutely loved it um sore heads on saturday mm. that is for sure so Saturday morning, we've gone to bed, what, three, four, Friday night? Yeah. It was fucking late. And into me rum work too, I might say. Like, (laughs) I've learnt my body now. Having four kids, if I go home, normally I'm up and at them fucking no matter what time. So I've learned what piss I can have and not feel like a piece of shit the next day. So that's why I hit me vodka lime sodas pretty hard if I'm getting right on her. That's one thing I do say about you is that you recover well because you need to. I just don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. So yeah. I've always said you recover fucking brilliantly. Yeah. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. But that day was – I knew that I was staying out there the night and we were finding our way to the studio. So I'm like, right, I'm going to get, get into gets... me rumbins. <laughs> and, mate, I felt like I got hit with a tranquilizer dart. Oh, mate. <laughs> well, I woke up, pretty big headache, but it wasn't, you know – excruciating. I'm like, right, I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to rip two Panadols and then I've got, I've got to take the lead here because yeah. you were cutting down trees on yeah. the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Barb's was cutting down trees that I could hear from the spare room and I was in the fucking bathroom. So I'm like, right, I had a shower, I freshened up, I went, popped the two Panadols, I gave myself 20 minutes and I'm like, right, I'm just going to call this taxi because there's no way any of us were driving oh. to the studio. <laughs> so I called him. And then I just told you. So I said, he'll be here in fucking half an hour. Mm. Told Barbs, he'll be here in half an hour. 
and we had to just do it. Yeah. Got in the taxi, got here. Um, so we did a, we did an episode Saturday with Barb's too. So that, that'll that be getting released in late October. I know it's a while away, but it's to cover ourselves because Tommy and I will be at a wedding yep. down in Victoria. So a normal episode won't be possible. Our mate's getting married on a Thursday. So, you know, we're down, a- we're down there the whole week. So we've planned this to perfection. Yep. Got an episode, a special with Barb's that'll be getting released then. And, mate, it was actually a really good episode, getting a bit of an insight into the horse racing game and what is actually what it takes in that industry. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great chat. Mate, how good was it? it? I just remember finishing and just reaching over and shaking his hand and going, fuck, that was awesome. Like, it just felt like it was good, you know? It's one of those things with that industry for people who are casuals in it, like myself, where you have so many questions that that episode could have gone for fucking 20 hours. But mm. it'll just be a thing that you touch on every now and again and learn a bit more. But, yeah. Um, no, it was great, man. Yeah, so... There's the we've, positives. We've, <laughs> yeah. We've done that. And now that we've fucking blown smoke clean up his hole for the last 10 minutes, I'll, <laughs> I'll get stuck into me work here. <laughs> so, Saturday afternoon, it's the best night in Tannum for the year, right? You got Under the Trees. It's a music and arts festival and everyone rolls out for it. People come to Tannum for it, which is mm. awesome for a little beach town, you know? Numbers weren't great this year, actually, I must say. They were a bit down. Don't know why um, they just were. But I had a blast because if you go anywhere where all your mates are, it's fucking fun. And when something like that's on right near where you live. Exactly. We walked from Tyler's house to the thing. Took us fucking five minutes. Yeah. So it was awesome. Um, I had a great time. After the, you know, the carry-on from, what, three or four the night before – and we were in the studio to hit record at, what, 9.30 mm. the next day. So only a couple of hours sleep. I would have had, what, three, four beers on the couch. I was just keen because we had that thing on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, music festival. Don't know why I just jumped back into yeah. the podcast there. I was think I was getting that that I'd fucking drank piss all day. Yes. <laughs> so yep. I wound it up about midnight or whatever, grabbed a feed, went home, had a fucking... Had a chat to the missus, ate a kebab or something that I'd bought from the thing. Yeah. Have a guess what time Tom Barbary left the festival. 9.30. 7.30pm. <laughs> 7.30. We left the pre-drinks, mate, at 4.30pm. We mm. would have got into the festival about quarter to five. Gone. Gone by 7.30. I get home, midnight with the girls. Macca's chips everywhere all over me house. <laughs> He's chopping down trees in the spare bed. <laughs> I get up the next morning. I'm feeling prime. No joke. Felt fucking unreal. Um, he rises about 9, 9.30. Mm. That was, that's 14 hours of kip. <laughs> oh, that is a good kip. 14 hours of kip. He just sort of wanders out, a bit sheepish, in me ear. Wisp, not, not a whisper, but... Come outside for a sec. And I'm like, on the couch. I'm like, oh, fuck. Right, huh? Must Might have had a blue or something with the missus on the way home. I'm like, fucking hell, what's happened? Uh, comes out and uh, he goes, yeah, so I've had a bit of an accident. <laughs> He's pissed me fucking bed. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was good about it. I was good about it. 
I was like, yep. laughed. I said, it's all good. Where's the shit? We'll put it in the fucking machine. Yeah. And he's panicking, thinking when he's going to find out. I'm like, brass, as soon as I hit play on that fucking machine, she's going to go, what are you, what washing are you putting on? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to tell her. So just relax. It's all good. No, no dramas. Mm. Um, so got away scot-free. No sprays. There was nothing said about it. But I'm looking down the barrel at you now, Tom. Tom Barbary, that is. You're 33 years old. Fucking get it together. (laughs) First time at me house. First time meeting me fiance. And you've performed like that. (laughs) Oh, bruss. Anyway, you got away with copping any sprays, but there it fucking is. (laughs) Oh, you got to get cop your licks. It just goes to show, though, mate. Some people just can't bend with the big boys. Wait, some some people are just built different. You know? Because she was a three-dayer. Yeah. And, like, I mean, on the Sunday we went to the pub. I said, oh, I waited for him to get up, cook brekkie and everything. Fucking yeah. said, right, oh, let's go. I'll take you down to the surf club. It was a cracking day because it wasn't hot. It was windy. It was blowing. So it was a nice breeze. Yeah. Down the surf club, had some beers. Said, let's go to the the Tannum Pub now, they'll have live music, live music on. We're out there in the sun again mm. having beers. And he, <laughs> it was about 3 o'clock and he said, oh, are you going to go back to yours or something for a few beers? And I'm like, fuck no, we're not going back to my house. We're in the sun. There's live band on. It's a glorious day in Tannum. Sit down <laughs> and drink the McBeer that I keep McBind. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of rude there for you. Yeah, Fucking up. going home. <laughs> Fuck off. We're not going home. I've got to admit too. Like I was only there for that night into the podcast and the night a bit on at home. Just come back from Sydney, so I deserve like the missus deserved me home for oh, those yeah. couple of days. But look, I've I've performed. I'm a proven performer on trips like that. It's <laughs> no one needs to fucking. So anyway, there's the absolute highs and the absolute lows of a Barbary weekend. (laughs) So he's pretty good level really, isn't he? Yeah, he's evened himself right out. You know, he's just one of those, like he's not a front runner, he's not a back runner, he's a fucking midfield. Yeah. (laughs) Puts himself midfield. Uh, On pace. Yeah, he was fucking on pace on Friday night, that's for sure. Like I said, mate, I couldn't have had a better night Friday night. It was unreal. It was mm. awesome. I had a, the whole weekend was unfucking real. Yeah, yeah. The Saturday, then the Sunday at the pub, just to top it off, out in the sun. There, it was fucking. I was. It was euphoric. Mm. Um, but yeah, he wasn't feeling it. But um, <laughs> but you had to you had to give him a little spray there because there'll be a time that one of us will do something similar, and I will expect the exact same spray. Oh yeah, he was never. <laughs> on the Sunday, obviously, when it was super fresh, oh, yeah. he sort of said, "Oh." Oh, we, we'll try and keep this off the podcast, eh? And I was just like, fucking you can keep dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> if you think, I was like, this is what the whole game's about. Eh? Is that when exact you fuck story. Up, bit of content there, boys. Oh, mate, it was unreal. We love you, mate. Just, 100%. She's all good. Mate, she'll be um, going up to Bowen soon. Yep, very, a month. Very keen month. for that. I think I said. I think Keto said he'll have a um, star picket out the front with a lean-to tarp, uh, with a b- bag of spuds for your pillar. Yeah, so you can hook might, into your work. Oh, you might get a bit of straw or something yeah. on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can piss all over the joint. <laughs> 
Nah, love you, Barbary. It was fucking oh. great actually getting on the piss with the man proper and um, running amok. So that'll I'll be I'll tell you again, one thing that he's never done mm. that he says, you know, oh, you know, it just happens to some people. Go and ask, why has it happened <laughs> to the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> and he'll probably be able to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Tommy, merch mm. drop, October 5. Yep. Hopefully you've heard our little uh, pre-show ad at the start. Yep. Um, but October 5, we're dropping the merch. We've got trucker caps, baggy redges, and the mighty The Moya, The Moya shirt. Mm. Straight up, head over to theregis.com.au and sign up to the email list. That way you'll receive all the updates as they come out. That's right. On the drop, if you forgot to set an alarm or something, you'll be emailed when it's live so you can cross over to the store. Yeah. And look, I have a feeling... Especially the Reg and the Moya shirt. The Reg and the Moyers in dramas. They are in more shit than Elton's. That's going to get hammered. Yeah. Um, but that, on the shirt, um, just need to talk about the price of it, Tommy, mm. because it's probably going to be sixty bucks a shirt. Yep. Just explain that one for the Reggie. Look, so we've poured every colour from the paint colour chart at fucking Bunnings into these shirts, plus slapped it on a high quality AS colour shirt. So they aren't cheap to make. Uh but they are fucking quality and they will not disappoint. So, you know, it's 60 bucks a shirt. If you do more simple designs where you just have a, like a real simple print on the front and the back, black and white, obviously that's cheaper. Yeah. But we've gone all in with this shirt. It costs us heaps to make it, fucking basically, <laughs> because so, we put every colour on but the back. if you're telling me 60 bucks is too much for the best shirt to ever be made in the history of shirts, then you're mm. dreaming. Can't pay way more than that for shirts that are shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. So, yeah, that's that's what the go is. And um, like we said, that's not like a precedence. That is literally because the design is so complex that it costs a bit. It, well, it was the make. max. I think we had to even shave a couple of colours off to the, to be actually made yeah. from the bloke we work with in the shirt game. So, yeah. But anyway, that's enough about that. But, yeah, that's, that's why they'll be a little bit more expensive than usual. But yeah. that will be the case. And, yeah, October 5th, guys. Look, this is the first one we've done. We've ordered – we ordered these a while ago before this The Moya The Moya really started taking yeah. off. So I have a fucking hunch that they will get pounded into the Earth's core. Yep. So, but, yeah, that's it anyway. You'll hear the pre-roll. We'll pump it up. You'll probably see a couple of clips or a fucking post on the socials, but get around yep. it. We cannot wait to start seeing some Reggies in the wild and for you guys to bump into each other at the pub. You could have been sitting next to a Reggie. And you, you have no fucking idea. So, and now you will. Yeah. That's fucking spot on. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, yes, definitely keep the eels, eels? The ears peeled there because it's fucking coming. And it'll come up quick too. Mm. It's what, 15 days away now, 14 days away now. Yeah. So, keep the ears peeled. Um, now, speaking of Reggie's RRLC sort of stuff, mm. we're looking for. The 18th man for the RRLC. We are. Now, I've just got to fucking say, don't get scared off because we had one of the greatest applications of all time last week. There wasn't too many emails come through this week. There was still, you know, enough to keep me fucking ticking along. But I noticed that they definitely dropped off. Yeah, so (laughs) people thought, oh, I won't send me yarn and he's got it covered. He's got it because, mate, you fucking – he played for Victoria in the uh, VFL – that as a junior, and then he represented Australia at beer pong in Vegas. And you've got so. to think about the other positions available. Like, we've got the solid squad there, 
We got a bloke ringing early on about haircuts. He yeah. could become the team barber. If you have your own skill, send it in. If you're a Reggie, you might not get the 18th man, but you might get fucking something. Yeah. Send us in a yarn. Just send them in. Send them in. Send them in. So this week, um, shit, I don't have his name <laughs> who sent it in, but it's about his old boy anyway. Yeah. Uh, he said, howdy, Groper and crew. That's you, Tom. Crew. Copy that. <laughs> I want to world. I'm just living in. Want to nominate me, old boy <laughs> Graham, aka Rocky or the Rock. Playing uh, during his playing days, he generally ran a hairstyle similar to Max Walker in the late '70s to early '80s. Although he did end up with a small comb over as he aged. <laughs> this was combined with a rig as a mix of Dipper and Booney. Wow, excellent rig style. Mm. Uh, he made his senior footy debut age 16, much to the old girl's shock horror when he ran out. Played a heap of games across three different clubs in Adelaide, predominantly in the reserves. Last game came uh, in his 40s. High stakes father and son game during which he was tearing us all new freckles. We were, He said we were all like 13. But yeah. <laughs> so old boys just tearing them apart. Yep. Um, Anyway, during the game, ping the old hammy let go. Ooh. Someone asked him, did you warm up? And he said, yep, I had three points. <laughs> <laughs> so safe to say his afternoon shift that day wasn't enjoyable. Uh, during his cricket career, played across two clubs. Again, in B grade, a couple of legendary stories occurred during his captaincy. First, due to him being a very protective captain and a dislike of peppering tail-enders with short-pitched bowling. <laughs> After this fella bowled a barrage of short shit, he duly reminded the opposition bowler that he had he still had to bat. Uh, the cocky cunt's reply was, you got to take the wickets yet. Um, oh, yeah, to get the tail-ender in. Well, out strolled old mate sometime later and after over uh, an over or so, my old man sent down a brutal bouncer and whack. Old mate had a sore head and some blood lost. <laughs> nice. Second legendary performance was with a young fast bowler who tended to be soft at times. So the old boy, boy thought, um, you'll be tough after today. Bowled him from one end all day apart from a short spell after tea and old mate bowled close to 40 overs in a day. <laughs> And after that, never took the soft option. That's fucking good, eh? That's the old yarn when you hear about you get caught smoking and get forced to smoke the whole pack sort of shit. <laughs> what, when you're supposed to be not smoking? Yeah, like when you get – I've heard yarns back in the day where like a teenager got caught smoking darts and the parents made them sit there and smoke the whole packet oh. to make them never want to smoke again. Holy like fuck. Same sort of principle. Right, so um, over his career, he's managed to win a few flags, take two hat tricks, and oh. old mate's just added a little line in about himself. He said, "So far, I've I've added another hat trick to the family collection." Slip that so in. just slip that in there. Three time life member, not just from playing, but being a bloke who did everything from being the barman, curator, coach, goal umpire, just a proper club man, Reggie. Um, oh, yeah. What do we got? As a goal umpire, he added to his legend by being reported by the central umpire after getting into a heated one-way expletive, <laughs> expletive argument by attending to a kid who was knocked out rather than wave the flags as the goal umpire desired. So I think the kid's been knocked out. He's gone to 
see if he's yeah. all right. And the other goal umpire's fucking going, why aren't you bloody waving the flags to signal goal or something? <laughs> um, righto. Now, this one's – this is his Reggie form here. He was a true Reggie in that his recovery, whether it be a broken bone, muscle pair, muscle tear, or corky, it never consisted of ice but a minimum of six pints and a few darts. Yeah. <laughs> He liked to punt, and through the through his association with a successful betting syndicate, used to run a bookies bag on footy bus trips, well before the current great apps such as Bluebet. <laughs> Fucking well, mate. That just sounds like a dead set legend of a clubman and yep. a Reggie who just loves all sport, loves being around sport for the culture, not just the game itself. And that is exactly what this show is built on. So. Fucking oath. Great, uh, great uh, entry there. I need to Poor get... reading, but great entry. Poor reading. <laughs> Did yeah, I fuck up a few times? Oh, you're just fucking, you know, all over the place. Oh, well, that's all right, mate. They'll get, they'll get what... You'll, you'll get, get over it. That's right. Well, I'm already over it. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out old mate's name. But uh, we can do that later. This is a great game. Yes, yes, yes. Right, eh, Tommy? Bit of sport yeah. um, recap of last weekend. We sort of touched on it at the start, but Friday night in both codes, we had two of the fucking most cracking games that you'll see. Melbourne played the Roosters down at Amy Park, yep. and then the Demons played Carlton at the MCG. Um, what more can you ask for, for semi-final footy? 100%. And like we said, we were there. I loved watching that game of AFL. Yep. Well, like it was a crossover thing. You know, whatever one we were more invested in at the time, the volume was up on and the other one was just playing. It's usually pretty good because when you have half time in the AFL, it's quite a long half time. Yeah. And you've got time to watch most of the second half of the um, NRL. I think what we did was kept the volume up in the NRL because it was forming to be a really good finish. At the end, yeah. yeah. But at, as at they the both started, we had yeah. the big screen had the AFL with the volume. Yep. And then we sort of swapped volumes as it was half time, quarter time, all that sort of stuff. But, mate, you couldn't ask for a better fucking thing to do with all the boys. The best thing about the AFL was that the, the people were invested who were there yeah. in those teams. Not the right team. No. For the winning purposes. But, uh, yeah, Quinno and Barbs were off it because mm. <laughs> both Melbourne supporters. I think um, my I'm surprised the TV didn't crack. Uh, as Barbs was yelling at it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the decibels were fucking through the roof. But, oi, like I said to him, I think I said to him about five or six times throughout the night, I'm like, oi, you're a better man than me to be out here just playing the guitar and singing for us and having a fat old time. Because if that was Hawthorne or the Bronx that lost in that way, I would be spewing. Well, he immediately went and swapped his uh, <laughs> shirt, jersey, Guernsey or whatever it is with a – Ice hockey jersey. Yeah, he just had the polo yeah. demons jersey on. Yeah, and he just come out in a mighty ducks ice <laughs> hockey jersey. He goes, "I'm supporting hockey now." Yeah, but no, <laughs> so, it was it was really good, eh? Like that, that oh, setup, awesome. And awesome. that Storm Roosters game, man, it was just a fucking what a what a game to fucking come down like that. You know, could have gone for the field goal or whatever. Munster with the kick, precision kick, like he should do, but old Wilbur. Yeah. Just plucking it out of the air. Yeah. And scoring that try. Still had work it. to do when he caught it. Fucking oath, he oh. had work to do. But there, yeah, that was just amazing to finish a game. Like I was that. there going with 
a minute and a half to go or two minutes to go, whenever Warbrick scored, just before it, I was like, if the Chooks pull this off and they make the prelim next week, the whole season of it was a bad season, you know, they almost didn't make the eight. Mm. Um, if they had made a prelim, that's a successful season. Yeah. Because fucking hell, you're one win away from a grand final and you just go, they're going to do this. They yeah. are going to make a prelim and make something out of this season, even though they almost didn't make the eight and it was going to be the season from hell. Well, mate, Ugh. up to the point where he literally put the ball across the line, I thought, nah, why the fuck didn't they kick a field goal? Yeah. The storm. That <laughs> yeah, last yeah, set, I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then fucking put the balls on the line, monster, big game player. It finished out wide so they didn't have the chance to kick it. Like mm. a field goal, bang, precision, wheelbar. Just oh. fucking flying. Great season great. for him too. I think he was supposed to just play for five or six games while um, oh, who was meant to play out there? I forgot who, but they were waiting for someone to come back from injury at the start of the year. Yeah. So he sort of just was filling in there. And then he's ended yep. up playing all year and now he's going to play in a prelim final next week. So mm. awesome stuff. Yep, 100%. And then um, same thing with uh, Akers for Carlton. Like yeah. what a feeling. Oh. I, when he took that mark and played on immediately and kicked the goal, I was yelling at the TV, just going, there's 54 seconds to go. Why didn't you take your 30 seconds off the clock and go back and kick it? But then obviously get it over think, with. you are not thinking that in the moment. He's like, get this fucking thing through yeah, the sticks. That's right. Because like, you think if you go back, all the thoughts come in, oh, what if I miss it? Everyone's fucking. Oh, yeah, you not know. only that, but. In the moment, you don't have time to go, oh, if I just take me 30 seconds here, it'll take 30 seconds off the clock. He's marked it, landed, saw the goals, kicked it. Yeah, yeah. Instinct. Yeah. So it's easy easy for us to sit there, well, for me to go, you dickhead, why didn't you take 30 seconds off the clock? And they end up getting it done. And it sets up um, an awesome, awesome game on Saturday afternoon between the Lions and the Blues, Mm. which I'm going to touch on. Very soon, I think the NRL and the AFL have absolutely butchered it um, for their scheduling of games. But I'll tell you whose season is a disappointment, and that is Port Adelaide's, mate, because they went down to GWS on Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, sorry, Mm. and to finish third, to be top of the ladder or there or thereabouts all year, and to lose and go out in straight sets, that is just so shit for them. And something was going on. Something was going on because they were struggling to sell tickets. They were struggling to sell tickets. There was rumours getting around from a listener of ours who lives in Adelaide oh. that Crows supporters were buying GWS gear and buying tickets and going to the game. Because obviously Port and Adelaide hate each other. Yeah, yeah. So Crows – and I'm like, how the fuck were Crows supporters getting tickets? That joint should have been sold out in five minutes. Yeah. Only like 40,000 tickets were sold with a day to go before the game. And it, I think it was the old um, – the what you say about the, the Blues. Dad, yeah, the dad they hand them, They flick them out for free. Yeah, to and make I'm people like, come. What the fuck happened there? So if someone can fill me in on why that was or what's going on or do Port supporters have something against anyone at the club because that was weird. They always sell games out. 
Yeah. And especially a big semi-final like that. So Did you say earlier in the piece, if I remember correctly, that Porter liked this? Like as in are they renowned for like doing well and then just dying in the arse? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they didn't. They finished third. Oh, yeah. So you meant normally meant at the back, back end, end of the season. season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then they've sort of just prolonged that into the finals, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Just going real. Because they got hammered. They're the eels of the NRL. (laughs) The end of the day, they got hammered by Brisbane in the first qualifying final. Yeah. And then they've gone and they lost pretty convincingly as well. Like it never really looked like GWS were in trouble to me from what I watched on the highlights anyway. So super disappointing for them. Like, I don't know. And did they see it coming? And that's why they didn't go to the game. Fucked if I know. But Mm. um, tell you what was – a packed crowd and noisy the whole oh, time. The Bros versus the Knights. How good was that? Mate, they were singing and yipping and yahoo. And it was like an English soccer fucking crowd. Yeah. Like just chanting and how good was that? Unreal, mate. The whole of New Zealand's behind them. Yeah. And how, like you said, how's the scenes when he's pulled Johnson off with 10 to go oh. and he walked past the dead ball on there. Imagine how... Like, gassed up you'd be after that. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. But SJ would have just been that gassed up. Oh, man. Yeah. I think unreal. that's fucking unreal, man. And we'll get to these week, this week's games coming up, the two, mm. and obviously the AFL as well. But in my opinion, that was the Warriors grand final. Yeah, hopefully. Like, I, I just think it was. Like, that is the pinnacle in front of the home, flogging the Knights, fucking yeah. the crowd like that, finally there. I just think it's hard to go a next level up from that against a side like Brisbane. At some And I, I feel like the week before was the Knights grand final where oh, they were yeah. at Newey and it's the same thing. It was like back-to-back yeah. back exact same things happened. Yeah, you're fucking bang on there which, actually. Which was – and that's what my old man said to me. Yeah. He goes, that's what – and I just said, I said, fucking up. Classic rocket that. just knowing everything. Yeah, and just goes, that was their grand final, Newey. The hey. week before, that was Warriors grand final – and that's the pinnacle for him, which is a great season Fuck for those two clubs. That. You know? Unreal. That's yeah. fucking some great insight there. Yeah. And spot on. Because did you hear what Kalen Ponga said after the game? Yeah. He said he never played in front of a crowd like that. Yeah. And he's played some of the biggest games for Queensland at Suncorp. Yeah, and the Warriors would have been the same yeah. in, that, in that game, you know, which is great for the club and the fucking support and the community and everything for that to happen. But yep. I just – and, bro, quickly, there could not be a better game of NRL at Suncorp to sell that thing out other than Broncos-Warriors. Because all Broncos already, then the bros. There's so many bros. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In fucking <laughs> so, Australia. Yeah. So, like, the bros will flood in there. Brisbane will flood in yeah. there. It will be going off its dome yeah. at it's, Suncorp. You probably only get, hopefully one day you'll get a Brisbane Dolphins Game or like a Brisbane Cowboys game in a prelim or something, but I definitely get oh, what mate, you're saying. I just not think, look where they are. Look where the Warriors have come. All the bros will come out of the woodwork yep. for that game in Brisbane. Yep. Hopefully you're right, like what you said. Um, they've just – everything's been drained out of them. Just not so much physically because they did win quite easily, but just emotionally. Well, I think emotionally whole... winning like that, it's almost like they've won – 
I know they wouldn't have feel like we won, but I mean that would have been such a feeling of nearly winning a big game like that in front of their home crowd that it's yep. sort of like now you got to push for more. Yeah. Where the other teams like Brisbane, they haven't won anything they're happy with yet. No, that yeah, that's spot on. You know, so there's still that passion to feel that feeling. Brisbane but... and Penrith are only happy with a premiership. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the Knights were happy to fucking make the finals. Yep. And then the Warriors are just absolutely ecstatic to have played a, a home final. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spot on. Um, so we've sort of just gone into next week, but <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you something. Yeah. Did you watch any UFC <laughs> on Sunday? I was fucking shafted. <laughs> on the old Alpha Blokes, we had the multi... Uh, Had the multi where the last fucking leg was Shevchenko and my leg of the all-in was Shevchenko. Just to win, eh? Just to win. Yeah. Now, Raul Roses Jr., the young fella, youngest fighter on the UFC, he's got a head uglier than mine. (laughs) I know it's hard to believe, but this poor bloke fell out of the ugly tree, hit every branch on the way down. Um, But lucky to fight, you don't need to be pretty. He come out in front of his home crowd... Right, Mexican Independence Day, all yep. that stuff, off a loss and just fucking steamrolled old mate, who has a good record too. He was 14-3 and three when they fought. Yeah. So absolutely smashed him, which was great to see a young fellow like that bounce back. Then Jack Della Maddalena got the fucking win against Kevin Holland. It was more like a spa, to be honest. Like they were – Kevin Holland's a real long, rangy bloke. He'd be hard to fight on the feet, but Jack's got heavy hands. So, like, Kevin threw a lot more, but Jack got inside and landed better shots. And he won. I think it was a split decision win, but he definitely won, in my opinion. And then the fucking main fight, <laughs> Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko. Now, it was a, it was a very close fight. Probably could have gone either way, but one judge absolutely fucking duffed it. So one judge scored it two rounds to three or three rounds to two to Grasso. One judge scored it three rounds to two to Shevchenko, right? Ten, nine rounds. And you can cop that. And you can cop that. It was pretty close. One judge had the exact same scorecard as the Shevchenko one. So in favour of Shevchenko leading into the last round. Yep. The last round was stand up for a couple of minutes. I thought Shevchenko was going all right, but it was pretty close. Then Grasso got the takedown, took the round out. Won the last round. Won the last round, I reckon. So that was a 10-9 to Grasso. Because for a 10-8, it needs to be fucking domination. Like from the bell, pounding them into the earth. How the fuck are they still there? 10-8, that was a domination. It wasn't like that at all. Old mate has scored it fucking 10-8 to... Uh, Grasso, which in made the last it, which round, made his scorecard a, a draw. draw instead of a ten nine to Grasso, which would have made Shevchenko win. And even Bisping and the commentators after are going, "There's no way that that last round was ten eight. So every round should have been ten nine. Yeah, and the way that that judge had scored it already. Yes, if they gave it ten nine to Grasso in the fifth, it still would have had Shevchenko, Shevchenko. would have won by one point. So it would have been split decision. Yeah. However, but, if it was the other way around, I would have copped it because I would have went, okay, well I'm not a judge. Yeah, if he had had it in Grasso's favour and then gave it ten, ten nine ten and nine. it ended up split Grasso. decision Grasso. Yeah, then you go, okay, too easy. But he literally had Shevchenko and then. And then said it was a 10-8 and it was a draw. And then she keeps a belt. Shevchenko doesn't win. And it's just, I just hate seeing that make the call that it changes that. Like, instead of her getting a belt back, it was a fuck up. 
You know where this all ties back into you loving a draw. <laughs> Just fucking shit you. Like a, so it ends up being a split decision draw. Split decision draw, Bruss. And and she keeps the belt. Yeah, and she keeps the belt. And now what happens with Shevchenko? And she made a comment after the fight saying, yeah, look, it's Mexican Independence Day because Grasso's Mexican. Yeah. And she just said, yeah, like obviously that's what it was. And I can't argue with her. Yeah. Because I'm going, well, Bold why, statement the fuck, to make. why the fuck would that? Yeah. So, why but, would he give it? Yeah, 10-8. When I, I don't get it. It was like a bit of stand-up. She wins the round with the takedown. Yeah, and like had a, had a half a thing locked in and it was like, oh, is she going to finish it? So, yeah, it's her round for sure. It's different. Like if she had a taken Shevchenko down at the start of the round and was just mauling her for the whole round, yeah. that's a 10-8. Yeah. But I just go, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Especially you. Especially because that, was your, that, was, that was your last leg. Yeah, that was it. For Better the pull us out bet. of the shit because we hadn't won one in fucking about three years. Oh, so, well, you know, this week. I think they still won. It was just deducted. Like the, oh, did they? The, I, I think they just took that as the draw and it got deducted. But it was still just... See, just that is your man. how good Blue Bet are. Mm, that's right. You didn't win, but you won. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, any, well. anyway, that, that was the UFC, bros. But I, it was great to see Jackie Boy get the win. Yeah. And I've got a fight that I'd love to see. Like, he's beat Kevin Holland now, which is a pretty big statement because Kevin's one of those blokes that it's like he's really good, but he's not, like, at the fucking championship level. He's like your perfect stepping stone, Tommy. He is, mate. He's like for a bloke that you test against and go, well, he beat him. Now he's up with the contenders sort of thing. Yep. So I would love to see Jackie Boy fight Ian Gary, who (laughs) is an up-and-coming Irishman. Two blokes. Yeah, like (laughs) two first names. I'd love to see that fight happen because they're both fucking, you know, young up-and-coming lads put to the test. That's what I want to see. Yep. But anyway, that was the – and that was a free UFC card, by the way, which was great. Awesome. Sat there, had me smoke a cranking for the first time, did some pork pork belly burn ends in the bastard. You do love those. They were fucking good. Um and had that on, watched the Q Cup final in the Arvo. It's a perfect fucking Sunday, mate. Mowed awesome. the lawn first. After your perfect Friday. Yeah. I just had a bastard Sunday. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, two out of three oh. ain't bad, old son. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> You'll take 66% any day. Fuck <laughs> <Like> it. <laughs> um, quickly while we're on the cooking, yeah. did you enjoy your ribeye on Friday? Brass, I'll give you a good pump up. The alpha blokes. I said, Graper. Did you? Yes, man. I said, Graper was a very good host. Um, you did a great job with those steaks, mate. I must admit. Oh, rib, thanks. Rib on the bone, reverse seared. Fucking, what more could you ask for? It was a fucking great night. Oh. We'll say it once and we'll say it again. We didn't even say that at the start about it either. We're fed with the biggest steak on earth when we got <laughs> yeah, there. She was a big boy, eh? Yeah. So, great um, stuff. So the Brisbane Tigers, mate, broke a 32-year premiership drought in the Q Cup final on Sunday afternoon. Fucking oath. Well done to them blokes. They played the Burley Bears. Does it seem like to you that ever since you were a kid that the Burley Bears have been fucking good at the Q Cup? They always seem to be up around there, don't they? How? Is it just because it's a gun place to live? So it's easy to attract. Yeah, probably, mate. I don't know. I don't know. They probably just, just or, like their feeder system maybe get a lot of good players come yeah. through and they get put there, you know. The fullback for them, 
fucking look out. I wish I remembered oh, his name. Oh, man. Got, he, the, got the man of the match in a losing side. Do you know how hard that is to do? Mate, he was a gun. Buck, he was good, man. Yeah, really good. And the, the other fullback, Corey Thompson, finished on a high. Yep. Um, you know, he was he was so good in the NRL for how big he is. Yeah, like he's tackle small, breaking and just he was he very much held his own. So it was mm. cool to see him. He actually made one of the biggest boo boos in that game. <laughs> Old mate went to kick a forty twenty and he just hooned across, went to flick it in and literally landed in the fucking guts of the winger steaming in for the other team to score. Proper Billy Slater vibes, fucking. For, oh. It was like that. Oh, I did see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flicked yeah. it in, nailed it yeah. too. Stayed in, and I might went. Doink, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But we were at um, we were at the pub watching it, so it was yeah. sort of like I was, I was in the and same out. at home. Yeah, but it was one of those games I reckon where um, if you're not invested in either team, there was that narrative of the Brisbane Tigers hadn't winning. They've lost so many grand finals. Yeah, that for was so it. Eh? Long, and you're like, fuck, it'd be cool to just see them break this yeah. big drought. Yeah, I was actually there. Um, I was at the pub and I was going. I, I was going to put something up on our um, on our Reggie's Instagram and go. All you Tigers supporters, <laughs> jump on five oh two right now so you can watch the Tigers fucking win something. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they literally looked dead set like the West Tigers. Mm. The uh, the outfit. Yeah, but no, it was good to see. And I'm just trying to get that. Fullbacks, yeah, name you up, need man. to, man. He was very because he good. was freakish. Um, yeah, he's definitely getting. He'll definitely feature in the NRL. Keanu Kinney, yeah, mate. So they played the um, the Tigers. Must have went straight through, or they played in a separate prelim. But the Bears played uh, Winner Manly Seagulls the week before in the prelim, and I happened to flick it on, and I was watching a bit of it, probably yeah. the first twenty, and he just. Dominated the first. It would look so easy. I think he scored two, mm. set one up, all in about half an hour. And I'm going, who the fuck is this fullback? Is it just because he is playing at that level that well, he mate, looks so good? Or it's funny you say that though, because you get a few of those people who do shine like that. But you'd be surprised with like ex NRL players or something um, who go drop back. They don't stand out all the time like they think they're going to. Yeah. Because you've got to remember at NRL level, every single other player with you is fucking deadly. Yeah. And they only have to do a job. Like, yeah. as in, when they go back to Q Cup, especially in the forwards, they just do their job. So they'll be rock solid, but it's not like they're like, fuck, who is that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I think fullbacks and that, they get a lot more space. Right, with the ball. So when you're that good with your footwork and ball skills and that, no matter what level you're playing, you have the space to show your skills off. Yeah. So I think he'll be fucking, man, he'll oh, be good no matter so what, excited to see what him. level he plays at. There's um some fucking good fullbacks at both levels of NRL at the moment. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. The uh, Another, a bloke who I just don't know how the, quickly, quickly, how the Bronx keep him is Tristan Saylor. Because if he doesn't want to play NRL next year, then something's wrong with him. Yeah. He should be in an NRL side, and he's never going to play fullback for the Broncos. No. So if how the hell we hang on to him, I just do not know. But hopefully we can uh, work something out because he's handy when Walsh is going to be playing Origin and gets injured or whatever. 100%. <laughs> um, but we've got prelim final weekend. We've talked a bit about the Bronx and the Wars. Mm. So... 
I'm going to let you take it away here, mate. Penrith v. The Storm, Friday night. Are the Panthers going to a fourth straight grand final? Yeah, bud. I can't see it not happening. Mm. Like, as in just the level that they played at the last time they played. Um, the Harbs combination works. The boys are on. Everyone's fucking firing um, back to their just clinical self where yep. they're not doing anything flashy. They just grind cunts out of games and complete at the end. That game Fair. against the Warriors two weeks ago where they just didn't do anything special and they put 30 on them, only let one try in. It was proper clinical qualifying final. Righto, see us later. Go to New Zealand and play. We'll have a week off. Mm. Like, it was unreal. Um, and apparently Jerome Luai is just made of something different because he's been named, I'm yeah. pretty sure, to play. Man, I'm not – like, I'll cop either of them. I sort of – I sort of was thinking, fuck. Like, He's not I, that good, is he, that you risk him? Mate, I, I'm just thinking, can you stick with the last game's team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what, whoever it is, man, I just reckon they've got their shit together. Ivan knows what he's doing. The whole team has been there. That's the difference mm. now. They are proven to be winners in that fucking arena. Yeah. The last two years, Cleary, who gives a fuck about rep footy because it's not rep footy? He knows what he's doing at club level. Yeah. He's proven to fucking nail it. And... Look, Storm have got some great players in their team. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But I just think across the board, Penrith are more solid in every aspect. Yep. I couldn't so agree more. I reckon they'll win. I reckon they'll win pretty well at the end. I reckon it'll be a bit of an arm wrestle early. Like a 60-minute arm wrestle sort yeah. of thing. And then, yeah. I just reckon towards the end of halves, man, they'll just just keep completing and, um, yeah, grind them out. Yep. I, uh, I definitely agree. And I think um, all the talk on the Bronx and the Waz and it's going to be this and it's going to be that, I personally think that the Bronx will get it done comfortably. Me too. But at the same time, you can't not. If, like if Warriors were playing any other team other than the Broncos, I would be saying I hope they win mm. be- just because of the narrative. So that sucks because every team that's not playing a prelim this weekend will be going for the Warriors. So, you no, know what I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm going for the Bronx because they're – like, at the end of the day, I know I'd go for Penrith and that. But when it comes down to finals, if it's not Penrith, I'd like to see a Queensland team win. Like, as in, when it comes I'll to that, that, you know, especially because they had an up-and-down season with the Waz. Well – So, you know, I just – but like I said, I wouldn't be shattered if the Warriors won. I'd be pumped for them because it's not one of my teams. Yeah. But I'll be going for fucking the Bronx – you know, I, th- I think the Bronx will win that game. I think they'll win it, and I think they'll win it pretty comfortably. Just like I said last week, everything went well for them in that Storm game, and I'm a bit worried that every little call, every 50-50, everything went our way, and I'm a bit like, oh, was it really 26-0? You know, mm. like I know it was, but anyway, it'll be a massive test. It'll be a packed 52,000 there at Suncorp again. Now, this is... Fucking so dumb. I can't believe this has happened. But they've put the Brisbane Lions v Carlton Saturday night or Saturday twilight, they call it, at the Gabba in Brisbane, as well as the Brisbane Broncos versus the New Zealand Warriors on the same night in the same city. You absolute peanuts. What Why time, what would time you do is that? the AFL game on? 5.15. See, I reckon that's fucking dog shit from them because AFL is Australian. 
Yeah. So there's no fucking, there's fuck all overseas people that watch. New Zealand, like, I don't know, there might be a few, but it's not like. To watch AFL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so they should take the fucking later slot. 7.30 yeah, slot. Yeah, 7.30, 7.50. Everyone in Australia watches at that time, but nah. Put the rugby league on at 5.30 so that. The Kiwis can watch it. Yeah. It'd still be on at 8.30 at night's kickoff, but yeah. at least it's not 10.50. Yeah. Oh, I just can't believe forever and a day people have been giving Brisbane shit about how they get every Friday night game mm. and then they don't give us the Friday night game in the prelim and then have the AFL prelim on the Saturday afternoon. What the fuck? Is it, like you said before the show, mate, is it just two just big egos just not even thinking about Surely it's that? just Valandis and Gil McLaughlin just going, is Gil even the fucking... Asking the wrong the bloke. CEO. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's leaving, but I can't remember if it's at the end of this season or... Anyway, two just big egos going, nah, I'm not changing. Or what? I don't know. I just cannot believe it's It just happened. sucks for the New Zealand audience, man, for, yeah. the, for the NRL. Because it's like, you look at that and it's simple as fuck to me. AFL, go a bit later, boys. It's, you're just literally... Or put the Bronx on the Friday. Yeah. Whatever like every other Friday. Yeah. But... Penrith on the Saturday. Mm. Oh, fuck me. I don't know. Um, but all that aside, I think uh, that Brisbane Lions and Carlton game is set up so many stories. Just you know when you got games and you just look at the game on face value and you go, Yeah, it should be a good game and then you start diving in and you just look at the little backstories. So Michael Voss coaches Carlton. He was he played for Fitzroy and he played for the Brisbane Lions. Yep. And the Brisbane Bears, sorry, not Fitzroy. Brisbane Bears and the Brisbane Lions and he captained the Brisbane Lions to four straight Grand final appearances and three premierships. Yeah. 01, 02, 03. He's like, he coached the Lions and he's like a god up there, you know? Um, and now he's coaching Carlton going back to the Gabba in a prelim. Like, yeah, nice. <laughs> fucking unreal. Just the full circle, you know? Yeah, now he yeah. wants nothing more than the Lions to go down in a prelim. I just think that's awesome. Should be a cracker of a game. Pedro's going. Yeah, nice. Pedro's got tickets. He's heading down. He'll have a fucking reg on his head, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us know if you see the reg and if anyone fucking steals it off him. Yeah, go and get go and fucking say good day to him if you see him donning it too. Yeah, put it on your dome, but give it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um now another story that could develop here. Mm. Craig McRae coaches Collingwood. Michael Voss, as I just mentioned, coaches Carlton. The biggest rivalry in the AFL is Collingwood versus Carlton. Yeah. It's like Roosters versus Rabbitohs on all sorts of steroids. Yeah. Um, now, these two coaches were premiership teammates in 01, 02 and 03 for the Brisbane Lions. Imagine that in the grand final. Put like you've got Collingwood-Carlton with these two coaches that played in a premiership 20 years ago. Oh, that's what the AFL want. Yeah, I will yeah. tell oh. you right now, they do not want to see the Lions win, trust me. They want to see Carlton Collingwood, the whole city of Melbourne, roaring for that week. Oh, and that would go like, off. I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing it either. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, it deserves to be Collingwood v Brisbane. Yeah, it deser That deserves to be the grand final because they've been the two best sides well, all Well, similar year. to like, 
Penrith Broncos. Yeah. They deserve to play the grand final because they are yeah. the fucking best teams. So that's not how McFinals work. No. <laughs> and the, the NRL's gone – the NRL finals, sorry, have gone the complete opposite of how the AFL's gone because mm. you've got team number five and team number seven in prelims yep. in the AFL, whereas you've got the top four in prelims in the NRL. I think the two on the weekend went how we thought they were, maybe a little bit closer in Melbourne yeah, than yeah. we thought. But, yeah, you've got 1v4 one v one v and – 2v3 or whatever it is at the moment. Whereas in the uh, AFL, Collingwood are playing GWS and GWS only just snuck into the finals, you know? Yeah. Imagine if it's a Brisbane Lions versus GWS grand final at the G. They'll fucking sell 60,000 tickets. <laughs> There'll be spare seats everywhere. The AFL would be panicking, I reckon. Yeah. If GWS win Friday night, they will be going, fuck me. If the Lions win on Saturday, we're in dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Surely they'd still sell it out just being a grand final. I think they probably already have. Just on people buying yeah, package yeah. tickets or whatever before mm. it. Anyway, uh, should be an unreal weekend again. Like I said, if you, if you see a Collingwood Carlton GF, fuck, it's going to be unreal. Russ, just quickly, what are we doing if it's Broncos fucking Penrith? Oh, which should, will be. You know, like we're going to have to do something. Even we're, if we come here and just get absolutely obliterated. Well, it's remember, it's always public holiday the next day. Mm. So there'll be no working. Mm. Well, you probably will be, but... Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll show up every day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Quinn. Um, but no, public holiday the Monday, yep. as always here in mighty Queensland, but yeah. you don't get it down south. How's that narrative on the fucking couch, though? Oh, the whole narrative of the whole year's gone so well, <laughs> with Queensland winning and fucking everything going our way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, we'll definitely be doing something. Obviously, we'll do something anyway, because it's grand yeah. final day. Fuck yeah. I'd, Look, I don't think that it's going to be Melbourne versus New Zealand, put it that way. Fuck, imagine GF. if it is. That will just throw me big time. <laughs> anyway, Surely we'll there's see. a third place playoff. Strangest things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tune in to the footy this weekend because, oh, hey, yeah. if you miss those two games Friday night, you'd be spewing. Fucking looking at Looking at results going, fuck, I wish I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. tune in this weekend. Yep. Um, do it. Tips? We've sort of done it. Oh, that we've already. done it, bro. Yeah. Bronx, Penrith. Yep. That's who's winning. Yes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Squeeze. Do you want me to kick off the squeeze, mate? Yeah, kick off a squeezing. Fucking get one of these right up, yeah? The standard squeeze, you hear about us, you hear us harp about it every week, but it's because it's that fucking good. Now, if you haven't got one yet, I nearly want a fucking written explanation why, because these things are unreal. Like I've said many times, I've got about four or five of them under me bar at home. They hold me pissing it. You write what it is on the bottle, and then you take it when you go somewhere, because it's easy to use. You don't get fucking too blind from just free porn and going whoops and having a whole glass with a nip of Coke. 
Would have been handy Friday. Yeah, that's right. Look, it's fun <laughs> sometimes, but um, yeah, get around it, guys. Reggie15 is the code you use at the checkout. Standard Squeeze, go follow the socials, go hit the website up. Yep. It's a great bit of kit. Standardsqueeze.com, and obviously they're all over the socials, mm. so jump on. We can't talk more like highly of it. No, and the blokes behind, and the blokes and women behind the show, Ash and yep. the team there, they're great yep. people, so support the legends who support us. A few here. things in the works too between the wed- Reggies and the Squeeze, yep. just quietly. Yeah. Won't elaborate on that one. We've been doing a bit of Squeeze. <laughs> Um, who is the squeeze? Mate, I know we're a week late but for me, Val Holmes has got this one in the bag. <laughs> we are a week late, but in saying that, Jackie Byton was a fucking deserved winner yeah, last week. Yeah, that's right. So. And, you, and look, I'm not going to lie. I do come up with those sort of things on my own, <laughs> but I did read that comment on the RRLC page, someone commented, surely Val Holmes has got this in the bag. I'll, and he goes, I'll, um, what do you say? I'll find myself out or I'll lead myself out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. But nah, so I should have actually had his name there, shit form for me, but that was a great call. And look. He knows who he is. Yeah, you know who you are, mate. Well done. That was good because he does have it in the bag. He did have it in the bag. Now he's got a fine in the bag. <laughs> yeah. So. It's just one of those things. Look, I'm not sitting here saying, like, do you know what I look at? All the comments on shit about him and I'm like, do you know 95% of those fuckers commenting would have two bags in their pocket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oi, and it I'm was, not, fuck I'm it not, was dumb. I'm not defending him at all for doing what he did. Putting that on your own social media story, you dumb fuck. But... <laughs> Actually spraying him for doing what he's doing on Mad Monday or something. All you people commenting, if you do the same thing on the weekend, you're a fuckhead. Yeah. If you're spraying him. For just spraying him. Yeah, for doing it or whatever. But nonetheless, it's a fucking dumb, it's so dumb and it's a squeeze. That is why the segment was created. Yeah, for shit like that. For that act. Yeah. And Jackie Byton. Yeah. Um. Now, so, this is the uh, second time we've been a week late on something, mm. and this bit us in the fucking ass last week. Yeah. Because we've given – it was a week late that we gave the captain <laughs> to Mitch Marsh, and we just blew smoke up the Australian cricket team's ass. Oh. We were up two – we won the 2020 series 3-0, mm. and we were up 2-0 in a five-match ODI series. <laughs> And we've lost three, two, lost the next three games, got thumped in the next three games. I have got a great one for captain. Fuck's sake. Um, but you know who I'm blaming? Who? An OG listener. Okay. Luke Smith. Luke. Because he's the one who called us out <laughs> and said, boys, how about you talk about the Aussie cricket team? They're absolutely dominating. Mitch Marsh, captain of the week, all this. I said, mate, you've called us out there. That is spot on because I've, be honest with you, it slipped me mind with everything else that's going on. I've been watching the highlights, didn't even talk about it. So I've said, I know we're a week late, lost the next three games. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. On your smithers. <laughs> so hopefully. You get the squeeze, cunt. So hopefully being a week late on Val. Mm. You know, it doesn't have... Well, what's the worst going to happen? He'll have another bag. <laughs> he probably has. He's on Terrible Tuesday. Oh, so I just thought that was fucking funny. Yeah. Um, 
But on to the captain of the week, brought to you by the one and only country trucker Caps from the big knuckler himself. Now he's finally got his Instagram back on track. So oh, go and give his new, yeah, is. go get him new Instagram a follow. I think it's country trucker Cap at the moment. It'll be getting changed eventually, but go give the big man some love. A lot of his business come from that fucking Instagram page that got raped yeah. in front of his eyes. So go give the big man some love and follow that if you already were before. Um, but head to thecountrycompanies.com for one of the hats that Knuckles has got there. You'll fucking love them. They're hilarious. And just keep your dome out of the sun pretty much. And if you want to design your own damn protector to keep you out of the sun, go to countrytruckercaps.com. I think it's .au. Do your own research. <laughs> but, um, oh. yeah, support the people that support us. And who do you reckon captain of the week, mate? Now, you might have a nominee. This is a non-Australian. But, mm. mate, this fucking thing. This, yeah. Not thing. This innings that I saw from this bloke. It yeah. was against us. South African playing against us. This is just the pure stats. 174 of 83 balls. Fuck me. Heinrich Klassen. That was some of the best power hitting I've ever seen in my life. Is that? The most sustained power hitting, I should say, because you've seen some big hitting in 2020s. Yeah, and then this was an ODI. One day international. They ended up 416 for five, the South Africans. He got out on the very last ball of the innings, and it was probably going for 6 2 if old mate didn't catch it. Mate. Zampa ended up with none for 113 Holy off, fuck. off 10. <laughs> he went at 11.3 runs and over in an ODI. Kept bowling him. Just kept getting sent. And we, old Marshy just kept bowling him. Bruh, so that must have been one of those things where he was literally just seeing them like beach oh, balls. And- mate, after 35 overs, they were four for 195. 15 wow. overs to go, and they've ended up 416. Holy <laughs> it, it was honestly, I just kept going, boom. Because I watched, um, it was like this big extended highlights package, and I'm just going, mate. It was just, and some of these things were so big. Mm. I know the Wanderers is a small ground. It's yeah. like notoriously small. Yeah. But, Oh, God, it made for good viewing because yeah, it was just awesome. old mate sending them into the stratosphere. Yeah. I don't know how many sixes he hit. I'd love to actually see what his, um, what his stats were there on how many sixes he hit. But, fuck, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Well, Even mate, though that's... it was against us, it just turned into me going, well, we can't win this. So, so I'll just enjoy this cunt belt in sixes. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah. But it was just like definition of insanity. Same thing on repeat, changing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Zampa just getting fucking sent out of the stadium. Maybe Zampa pissed Marshy off, and he's like, "Cop oh. your medicine, little cunt." Yeah, like old mate, you like the uh, like the nominee. Yeah, bold old mate for forty overs. Um, but if you've got one, I'm no, all well, dude, I'm, mine's pretty simple. I was just Will Warbrick. Uh, Warbrick. Oh it? yeah, Willie. Just, just the the. Where that try was, like, as in that's a great try, but just the when it happened and the pressure that was on him, knockout final, last play that they had, one point down, yeah, and did that to win. I just think for me, but fucking whatever, mate. Oh, they can share it, yeah. Oh, and we'll cut a hat in half and send them half each, yeah, that's right. You can get <laughs> half the fake hat. <laughs> 
Imagine if we actually sent just a fucking captain hat to mm. some star and they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> They'd already be listening, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. It's a voice. They are. I do. Oh, anyway, there's your captain and your squeeze. Um, yeah. You it, well, yous can choose who we send the fake hat to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't right. message me about it. Just, fantasy. You're just picking your own head who you think should get it. Yeah. And go and watch the fucking KO Mini on that game. I think it was game four because, yep. mate, it is something to behold. It was unbelievable. Mm. They're at the gate and they're off. Goes up the inside. Of- She's cutting loose now. He's trying. Can he do it? She's going to blow. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. Righto. Let's have a bit of a. Hunt, eh? Yeah, but I was hoping hunt. to get here a bit quicker to this segment because we're, um, yeah. Well, mate, it's, we, it's love yarn, we love yarning and we love sport. So, and that's what the whole show's about. Yeah. If it drags on, it's because we've been yarning. Well, it's going to drag because I've got a lot of punts. <laughs> well, off you <laughs> this go, week, mate. Because we're sort of we're leading into the into the spring. Next week, we're going to have two games of footy to talk about, two grand finals, yeah. and that's it. Um, thankfully, the ODI World Cup starts a week after the footy season. We'll find so, something to yarn about also. So we're going to be punting, yep. and we're going to be punting hard. The more you, the more you take that uh, however you want. Yep. But um, the all-in multi, no good last week. No good. Yeah. I think all the, all legs lost. I got shafted, but yep. Um, <laughs> yes, Tom got shafted. But we'll be back this week. I feel like we either all win... Or we all lose. Yeah, so I, I feel like we're that all too. winning this week. Um, yeah. Now, look, I looked looked for a horse, and I've got too many horses going on in the punters club and group one groups, and it's just it's everywhere. <laughs> so this week's all in. I'm going to go to Collingwood on Friday night, and I'm going to go give them a start. I'm going to give GWS a start of ten and a half. Yep. And I think a dollar ninety to give GWS ten and a half start against Collingwood. Collingwood are going to win 40-plus in my – that's in my opinion. Yep. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. So, Collingwood to cover a line of minus 10.5 at $1.90. I think that's a great bet. Yeah, fucking sweet, mate. I'm all with you there. Um, let's read out Jace's bet because he um, oh yes, send a voice. So, through. Jace has taken a lot of uh, – time here to type a message instead of sending it via voice, which is strange. But anyway, <laughs> um, he said, shocking weekend of punting from myself last week, letting the punters club down and me all in leg with the Giants causing one of the upsets of September footy so far. That is true. Everyone expected Port to win. Um, so ripping in, ripping into the back end of my trip here in Europe in Amsterdam and Munich for Oktoberfest. That'll be unreal. Oh. So will the final four teams in the AFL and NRL as we come into a juicy weekend of prelim finals. I think there's upsets brewing, but I won't be backing any of them. (laughs) I'm sticking with one that I think will be very safe, and that's the Broncos to cover the line at minus five and a half. It's paying $1.49 at the time of recording with our partners, Bluebet. Rip in for another week, lads. See you in no time. I like that. Yeah, same. I, I, I rate that bet. I love both of those bets. Yeah, me too. Now, I've come up with my own market here, right? I've had a yarn with the legends over at Bluebet and Blue Bet and come up with something that's looking very nice. I'm going to Penrith versus Storm. 
There is going to be good defense in the guts early on, I reckon. Knockout finals, plenty of passion, and I reckon the first try will be out wide. So I've had a yarn with them, and my leg is a number two, three, four, or five to score the first try of the game. So that's anyone wearing the number two, three, four, or five to score. Because I feel like it'll be out on either wide side. On either side. That is excellent. And that is paying two dollars fifteen for oh. that, which I feel like is value out the ass. That is. And is only available with Bluebet. So download the Bluebet app and you'll find that bet, the all-in, under the Bluey specials, and they're only. I reckon, so I've pretty much nailed, um, obviously I couldn't do your yeah, one yeah. now, but I've got something very similar and it's around the $6 mark. There you go. For that one. And that seems to be our MO at the moment is around that, you know, we're steering away from the $3. Yeah. We all don't have 500 to put on a $3 each, so no. we're giving you some value every week. That's right. That's I, reckon, we I reckon that's looking pretty good. So, yeah, like I said, get into it. How's Red's form? Oh. Just types out a big spiel. Mm. Mate, if you just hit the little record button, <laughs> the time it took you to type it, you could have said it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thanks, right. Red. You'll uh, be getting stuck into your work, I hope. Yeah, fucking go. Um, let's go to Gertu. Let's get here. <laughs> let's go to the Bluebed Old Boys, eh? Oh, yeah. Go, you bastard. Come on, you little bastard. Get up there, son. Got it, you little ripper. Not too many weeks that we don't have winners from the Old Boys. Well, mate. This that was a very rare week where not one bet of the show come off. Extremely rare week. Now look, that's punting. We all get that, but it's it is it is not good enough on our behalf. Oh fuck I, no! I do not accept that at all. Nah. So you should have seen what I've copped this week. Mm, so he doesn't turn, accept it. So turn around will happen, and we will produce something this we week. We will definitely produce. What's Keats got for us? Come on, mate. Reginald, Shayar. Fuck you, thrown out in the paddock. You are still an immortal. We will get our chance again at a 2,000-metre race fresh. We'll not win the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> we'll not. This week, kiddos, collectors, we're going to Sydney race seven, number two, Shinzo. Currently paying about $6. The great Ryan Moore is coming over from the UK. Well, wherever he's been riding. Overseas jock, coming over. Um, Golden Slipper winner, this horse. Some come back and some don't ever come back. This horse will. Trial on the house down. And if you have a listen to the jockey's name, Ryan Moore. <laughs> you take something out of that, guys. I'm sure you're going to spill it for another minute. Keto's Collectors, Blue Bet, Old Boy, Sydney Race 7, number two, Shinzo. Currently paying $6. We'll get back, storm over the top of them with Ryan Moore. Yeah. Good on you guys. Stay safe. Happy punting. <laughs> Ryan Moore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good's that? Pumping up Shayar all year. 101 to 1 in the Melbourne Cup. I've had me 10 each way. And then, <laughs> fuck you, will not win the Melbourne <laughs> Cup. <laughs> well, that's the second time that it's died in the ass over 2,500 metres. Yeah. But it was really good over 2,000. So, yeah, I don't think it will be running in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Just quietly. Yep. Pedro? Pedro. Pedro's back in the country too, yes. fellas. G'day, Reggie's. Well, time for Pedro's picks. Well, Straight I'm back, back in the country. Too, All the way from the other side of the fucking planet. 
whirlwind holiday. Anyway, couldn't uh, go without any more football. The finals are alive and well. Yeah. Um, left Jace over there. He's got a couple more weeks partying. Off to, off to Octoberfest. Red man will fucking <laughs> rip in. Fuck it, oath. All right, just uh, straight up. Well, I couldn't believe the mighty Carlton Blues are into the prelim against the Lions. And yes, I am going. I have members tickets and I will be there with bells on. Good on him. But this week, straight into it, sick of hearing about the Waz. Well, this is what I think of them. Broncos, 13 plus. <laughs> Tony Staggs any time. And Capewell any time. Oh. That's right. I think they're going to give it to them. Yeah. Their time's done. They had their GF last week. The uh, Thanks to Bluebird, I think it's paying about $12 just over. Oh, so that's paying good dollars. That's right, Broncos, 13 plus. Katani Stags on fire at the moment. And Kate Well, little short ball, bang under the sticks. Oh. That's what I reckon, lads. Yeah. $12 about. Yeah, that's Get behind it. And uh, I'm sure you'll be happy. Fucking this I. week, hopefully, I will be receiving a baggy reg and I will be debuting it at the Gabba. <laughs> yeah! Saturday afternoon. The Carlton game. The, the mighty Baggy Reg will debut at the Gabba. How good is so, that? You happen to see me? Come and have a yarn, have a chat, have a beer. Fuck yeah. Get, a, get around it. All right, boys. Enjoy. How Fuck good yeah. is that? I love when you know that a bloke just knows his footy, whatever it is. Like the old boy about yeah. the grand final last week for the Wars. We're all like, yeah, yeah. And then Pedro, no, none of that. Yep, they had the grand final last week. Yeah. It's just... We just know. We just know. We just know. Well, we don't fucking ask them to come on because they don't know. That's right. It's because they know. <laughs> Talking about knowing, let's go to the old man. Righto, Rocket. Rocket. Boys, punters, Queenslanders, Rockets, Ruffies, raring to go. Seeing as it's footy finals time, we'd better have a footy bet. Nice. In my opinion, the Wars played their grand final last weekend. Queensland Fish will beat them on the edges. So we're going Queensland Brothers to win by more than 12 points. Herbie Farnworth and Katoni Staggs to score should be paying around the $6 mark. Jump on it. Stay hard. Nice. Yeah. So over 12 points, that would be a 13 plus. 13 plus, right? plus yeah, I so, assume, yeah. So you think so? I'll confirm that with him before we put the bets up. Yeah, we'll have to probably do that. Yeah. But it'll, yeah. Yeah, so whatever it is, 12 plus or 13 plus. Whatever then, the bet thing is, yeah, it'll have to be the same price. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, bookies aren't silly. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, and each senator score. I like that on yeah. the edges. Pedro said the same thing on the edges. The oh. boys are all funneling into the same sort of stuff yeah. here. It's building You're up. all in. That's for the other game. Edge edges in the other game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh well, beautiful. Yeah, good work. That's um. Awesome. The old boys. Well, we I'll it. be very invested for multiple reasons in every game. Yeah. Oh. Like, as in, how good is that? Although it sucks you don't get to watch all of them, you just have to put that time aside and be just super invested yep. in those games, which is why finals footy is so fucking good. Fucking oath. I'm, uh, I've got a lot to get through here, boys. Right, I might put the feet up. And I've just got fuck. group one gropes. I've got punters club. Which is going to be a three-leg multi. It's just all over the shop. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to come into 
the Golden Rose just because on the back of Keto, um, talking about Shinzo there. It's a Group 1 Golden Rose for the three-year-olds at Rose Hill this weekend, over 1,400 metres. Massive race, massive race. The obvious uh, lead-up race is called the Run to the Rose, and it was run two weeks ago. The majority of chances in this were in that race because, you know, it's the obvious lead-up. They all go there. It's so hard to knock Cylinder in this race because his run in the Run to the Rose was unbelievable. Mm. He didn't get out like he had traffic in his way until the last 100 bursted through and won still. Like it was a really, really good run. Yeah. Um, and he gets an extra 200 metres here. Flew in the last 100. He's out. He's, this is – sorry, sorry, sorry. He was over 1,400 last start, was he? I might have fucked that up. But anyway, he's third up now. He's fit as. And if he gets any luck, I think he just wins. Yeah. Um, now I'm hoping he won't get lucky. <laughs> I don't want any luck. I want all sorts of bad luck. Shinzo's the unknown. He's a Reggie's fan favourite. He's been tipped before. Jace loves him. Yeah. Ryan Moyer comes over to ride him, <laughs> which says something. Like 100%. Keto's nailed it. It says something. He's coming over just to ride Shinzo. Um, first up, though, so who knows how he returned. That's the great unknown. He's first up. He's the only horse that's first up in the race. Yeah, so you right. don't you don't know. Has he got a good track record first up? Well, he's a three-year-old, so he's yeah. only had one prep. Yeah, right. So That's just, where there may be a bit of value in it. Yeah, so you just don't know. He might come out and absolutely hammer him. Yeah, right. And then you just don't know. Don Corleone is a cheeky, cheeky bet at 34 to 1. That name sounds because, familiar. Yep. He raced three wide out in the bloody car park by himself in the run of the rows, and he definitely wasn't disgraced. Yeah. And we know how close he went as a two-year-old last prep. He was so close to winning that big race, running seconds and thirds. So if you've got a spare 10 bucks, chuck five each way on him. But I'm going rogue. Um, number 10, Nadal. Right. Raphael. <laughs> Great run, I reckon, in, the la- in that run to the Rose. What I can't work out is I've watched this replay 10 times and I don't know how Cylinder is paying $4.50, Militarise is paying $9, and then poor old Nadal, whose run was just as good, if not better, is $23. He run third in the race, Cylinder won it, Militarised finished fifth. But their last 600, all of them, it was unreal. So, Tom, if I said to you, hey, mate, these three horses ran here, ran the exact same time in the last 600. They all steamed in the last 100 metres. One's paying four, one's paying nine, one's paying 23. Which one would you like to have your 10 each way on? 23. Thank you. So I'll be having number... uh, what is it? Golden Rose. So it's Rose Hill Race 8, number 10, Nadal. Load up. Moya the Moya. Moya the Moya. Load up. I just think it's crazy that... Like just, just the, the odds that they're giving you for the race that it ran last against these similar horses. Against that the exact crazy. same run to me. It yep. was the same run. It's just that Cylinder was a little bit further forward in the run, so yep. he won the race. And <coughs> What are they doing barrier-wise? Like has he drawn a... Nadal has drawn a little wide, but he okay. get, goes back. Anyway, yeah, right. so I don't think it matters. Yep. Um, hopefully there's just heaps of pressure on up front and they're going too hard and he steams them late. Yep. But so many chances. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. a feeling that our very own Barbs is going to be going to that race as well. Yep. Um, so obviously so many chances. And that's why I want to go a bit wide, you know. Yeah. Have something each way on something paying big odds. Value. When I think that it's just as good a chance as any. Yep. So 
That wasn't the punters club or anything. That's just what I think will win the Golden Rose. Is that just G1 grub? That was a G1. That was a G1 bet. That was just G1. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the Blue Bet punters club. And speaking of, it's mine. It's finally back to me. Feels like it's been a fucking lifetime since it was my go last. Uh, it was the last time we won anything. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just sick of useless fucks losing my money. So it's my my turn. It is my turn. So we actually um, stuffed it up. So yeah. it was meant to be my go last week, but for some reason we all thought it was Jace's because Barb said, oh, it's my punters club this week because it was Jace last week. I said, nah, it can't be because I haven't had a go since mm. I won. So anyway, we're back on. Let's go. It's going to be a three-leg multi. We're going to have $80 on the place multi and we're going to have $20 on the win multi. Same three horses, place multi, win multi. Because last time they all fucking won, but I only had two of them to place and I won't be doing that again. Leg one, Rose Hill race six, number one, a tissue. That name should ring a bell too. The old sneeze. Massive return a couple of weeks ago. I still don't know why they raced it. Over 1,200 metres first up when it's a mile horse. It finished off just on the heels of the place getters. I think it ran on fourth or fifth. It got held up really badly in the straight. But I don't think it was ever in the race to win. So the fact that it was actually a chance and then it still ran up the arse of a heap, pulled out late and went through the line like a bloody champion was a massive positive return from her. Because has it got longer to run now? With yeah. The, yeah, so it's over 1,400. Yeah, cool. Um Espiona's run was enormous as well in that race, so she's the obvious danger. But I'm loving the return from a tissue. Um, my only fear is that I've tipped her a race early, and I think she wants 1,600 metres. But at 1,400, she's four wins from six starts. Mm. Take my money, leg one. <laughs> leg two, race seven at Caulfield in the Caulfield Guineas prelude. Uh, number two, V8. Tell you a little story quickly. <laughs> I backed this thing every start it's had, except for the last one. <laughs> it's, it had only had three starts as a two-year-old before then. I'd backed it every start. It had won two from three. Mm. Three weeks ago when it was first up, back from a spell, I watched a few form analysts, experts, you could call them, absolutely shit-can it after watching it trial. Yeah. So it's gone to the trials, trialed like shit, and they said, oh, V8 has not come back as we would have hoped. Terrible trial. The owners should be worried. And I just went, oh, well, fuck it, no. I'll just wipe it then. Come out, killed them. <laughs> 1,200 metres at Caulfield, killed them. I was spewing. I oh, couldn't you- believe that I got sucked into just listening to that yeah. and didn't watch the trial myself. Now you know anything. how our listeners feel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, it's out to 1,400 on Saturday, pet distance. Mm. Um, he'll run top two, top two. I have absolutely no doubt that he will run top two. Yep. But Stepati is the race favourite, and it's never lost. It's four from four. Could yeah, be anything, this horse. Mm. But I love the V8. So Caulfield race seven, number two, V8. That's the one I'm probably m- most confident that he will run top two. Yeah, right. So that's the place one that you're confident. Um, 
Now, the Group 1 Underwood Stakes at Caulfield over 1,800 metres. It's race nine on the card, and I'm sticking fat with the big boy, Alligator Blood. Oh. Ran a super race on Saturday, just gone. It's just that Mr. Brightside is a freak of a horse. Yeah. Um, but the gap back to third was large. So you had the one or two, two or three lengths or two lengths, whatever it was, Mr. Brightside back to Alligator Blood for second, but then the gap to third was... Yeah. It was big as well. So, look, if there's no Mr. Brightside in the country, then the blood wins comfortably and comes out and he's paying $2 this week. How fucking thick is that horse, Alligator Blood? Like, is it is it a thick, like, chunky fucking horse? I remember it's, it, it's quite small. Because like, I, I remember it running and I was like, fucking, like, it's pretty stocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. horse. It, when you put him next to the, the bright side. Yeah, well, that's why I was watching him come down. I'm like, go, you little fat fuck. Like, run. Because <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had coin on it. But. Yeah. Um, I said on Saturday, he'll win a big race this spring. You just got to fucking keep backing him. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm a bit worried that he's backing up seven days later. Oh, right. But, you know, Waterhouse, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Drawn gate eight, so he gets to choose what he does again. He'll lead or he can take the sitting behind the speed. Um, you're getting $3 a win there, $1.55 a place. Um, V8's paying $4 and $1.70 a place. And then um, a tissue, that's uh, biggest odds. It's like five fifty a win uh, around the $2 a place mark. Mm. And... I've already put these all in the multi for us. I've actually boosted this multi on the place to get uh, $3.88 for the place multi. You're going to have 80 on that, and that'll get you, what, 230 return or something like yeah. that? Sorry, that'll get you a $300 return. $80 at $3.88 gets you a $300 return. I'll be pumped with that, yeah. tripling the money. And then... The win multi. <laughs> I've boosted it. V8, alligator blood, a tissue, all to win to $85. And we'll be having 20 on that. Yep. So that'll be very, very nice if that <laughs> comes in. <laughs> that'll be like a $1,700 fucking return or something. We'll have to put a fucking sliding door in to fit your dome in if you win <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so that's the punters club this week. We're having the three-leg multi again, but I'm doing the, the place, yeah. all the place and all well, the I think, win. look, it might never happen again, but just in case it does, you've got to have a little stab on the all the win, right? Yeah, well, that's what we're doing, just 20. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I was going to do 90-10 and then I went, nah, because when they all win, I'll be going, why the fuck yeah. didn't I do 80-20? Yeah. So get amongst that, Good obviously. Good stuff, mate. There's plenty to fucking get into there across oh, it all. We've still got one red-headed man yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah. Um, hear from. For I sure. think I can confirm there's, you know, he's red. Well, that's up that to you. I'm not, I've already shat on him enough, so. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. nothing to shit on. I'm not, it's nothing to do with shitting. <laughs> no. I'm just saying I've got another look in person and I, I reckon he's um, strawberry blonde at the very least. Uh, in the sun, ginger. And I love him. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Right, oh, come on, Barb's. Give come us on, your you best. Legend. We what need, do you got? We need you. We need you. We need you. Reggie's. Well, where are we? What a fucking weekend, eh, lads? Did the drive <laughs> up the coast for the weekend? Didn't we turn it on? Fuck yeah. Before I say anything more, I just want to thank all you lads, especially Grover and his beautiful soon-to-be bride, Wendy. You couldn't have been more hospitable. Rock's night an absolute ball, and we couldn't have asked for a better weekend. 
I'm sure there are a few Reggies tuning into some of the socials and seeing some of the carry-on we got up to on Friday night in typical Reggie style, first night fever took over. <laughs> I don't think we uh, were never not going to be like that, boys, and there were three very busted boys sitting on that couch Saturday morning and into Saturday Arvo slash night, and, yeah, fairly certain, I say, I got into my work, <laughs> had my head in the air, mouth open, over racing very fucking badly. And then it happened after a solid probably 24 out of 28 hours drinking. I may have pulled the pin early when I got Maccas and had a little accident. Embarrassed the living fuck out of myself. But I'm sure there's no need to elaborate on that, as I'm sure Groves has said plenty on that subject already. Anyway, on to this week. And do I need to pull something out of the bag here? I haven't tipped the winner in three weeks and didn't, t- didn't the boys up there on the weekend let me fucking have it. Tell them about it. Anyway, let's see if I can, in the words of the great Benjamin Keating... Stop the bleed. Anyway, lads, after this week, the Caulfield Guineas pitcher will really start to take shape, and I'm going to the two key, key lead-ups in Melbourne and Sydney this week. I'm going to Caulfield first, boys, in the Group 3 Caulfield Guineas prelude, and we're going to go with the Paul Pruska train to party. The son of Artie oh, yes. Schiller has been scintillating in his first four career starts, winning all four of them in impressive fashion, barely being extended in three of them to date. And the super hoop John Allen from Gate 8, you'll take plenty of beating. $2.80 at the time of recording. That's Caulfield Race 7, number 3, Stepati. My best value comes up in the sire-making Group 1 Golden Rose at Rose Hill in Sydney, and I'm going with the top weight here, lads, in Militarise for Chris Waller. From Barrier 2, I think this son of Dundee is screaming to get out to a trip like this, and he also gets the services of the magic man, Joe Marrera, who's had two rides on this colt for two wins. I think Joe can continue. He's a good association with this horse and he'll take some beating. You could do a hell of a lot worse and have something each way on this bloke at $9 and $2.90, the drum at the time of recording. There you have it, lads. Barb's is best this week. Caulfield race seven, number three, step Artie, 280 at the time of recording. My best value, Rose Hill race eight, number one, militarised, $9 and $2.90 at the time of recording. David Stiff, lads. Happy funny. On your Barbary. Let's oh. turn it around, uh, brother. He's going to have another shit week because he's gone against me in both races. Ooh. <laughs> nah. Um, Stepati. I mentioned it already and said yeah. it's the favourite for a reason. It's never lost. And I'm confident that the V8 will run top two, but he's the obvious one that I'm worried about there. So yep. nice bet there for your best. And uh, Militarise, as I mentioned, he was one of those three horses that had – Outstanding runs in the uh, run to the rose. So nine bucks, nine a win, and two eighty or whatever a place. Yep. Fucking oath. I'd be there'd be worse things you could do than have something each way on militarised. That's mm. for sure. Fucking oath. That's um, his best value. You got no no additionals. Nah, just pumping the merch up again, legends. Fucking get around that. It's one of those things that. You know, as much as we can't fucking wait to see everyone in the merch, that's also the way to directly support us if you like what you're doing. If you really enjoy the show, then buying the merch that we're selling is literally what makes this show bigger and better. We've got plans to fucking get a whole new set done yeah, and all this sort of stuff. More merch coming Content and shit. So yeah, the the more you support us with the fuck, the more the you more. support us with the merch, the more you save it. <laughs> That's all I got to finish the up. The more ya, the more ya, the fucking more ya. That's right. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. So yeah, have a cracking weekend.